Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we keep learning Perkiavot, Ethics of the Fathers, and we are starting chapter 6 of the, of the book of Ethics of the Fathers with Mishnah 1. And um, the, the Mishnah starts saying that the sages taught this chapter in the language of the Mishnah. Blessed is he who chose them and their teachings. So Rabbi Tversky in his book um, Visions of the Fathers, he says that uh, the, tor the, the, the Pirkei Avot gives kavod, gives honor to the sages. It's blessing them, it's thanking them for this um, incredible book of Pirkei Avot because he says that when, for example, a scientist teaches science, uh, he is not accountable for his behavior. Like if he's a, a, a good man or a bad man, a good husband, a good father, this is not what people are looking when they're learning about his science theories. But Torah, on the other hand, when you're teaching Torah, you have to walk the talk. You cannot be talking Torah, teaching Torah, and uh, not eating kosher, not keeping Shabbat, not dressing sneers. You have to live what you teach. Uh, and that's what the, what the, the Rabbi Tversky is saying about this verse that it's read before we begin this chapter. And, um, and then the, the Mishnah, is, is very long. This Mishnah is very long, so I'm gonna take it by parts, and each week I'll teach you a, a part of this Mishnah, Mishnah 1. So the first part says, Rabbi Meir says, whoever engages in Torah study for its own sake merits many things. Furthermore, the, the creation of the entire world is worthwhile for his sake alone. So what it's saying here, uh, the, this book is referring to the word lishma, lishma, Torah lishma, when a person learns Torah for its sake, it, it, it should be when you learn Torah or you do a mitzvah, there should not be any ulterior motives. When you're learning Torah, you should do lishma, lishma eh, Hashem. You should do it for the sake of heaven, for the sake of God, and not to acquire anything for yourself. So he says here that uh, there's many interpretations to this, these two words, Torah Lishma. Uh, there is a general, general agreement that it excludes one who learns Torah in order to be respected as a scholar. So what it means is that um, the person that learns Torah, that learns Torah has to be respected. Uh, and it excludes that, that he's not teaching because he wants to be respected, but that learning Torah gains, uh, in the right way, gains respect for the Torah scholar. So it says that the Ramban and the Shelah define this term as meaning learning Torah, Torah in order to be able to implement um, the commandments in a correct way, that people learn Torah because they need to know how to keep kosher, how to keep Shabbat, how to give tzedakah. So that's one of the motivations why people learn Torah, but in reality, the intention of learning Torah should be for the sake of heaven. Rabbi Schneur Salman of Liadi explains that it refers to the study of Torah as a means to attach oneself to God. Uh, Hashem created the world so we have the vehicles with him so we can come to connect to him. The mitzvot mean, come from the root svah, uh, which means connection. So when we're doing a mitzvah, we're really connecting to, to Hashem. 
who has placed himself within the Torah. Rabbi, Rabbi Haim of Oloshin defines Lishma as meaning to know and understand its contents. And the Rabbi of Kotz suggests that we take the word Lishma literally, that we, we learn for the sake of heaven. For the sake of heaven, we should take it literally. And, uh, and uh, the Torah means to guide. The, the Torah is a guide to life and the only guide through life. So he says that some people conceptualize religion as an ingredient to life. Some people say, no, religion, you know, it gives it flavor to life. It gives a flavor. But in reality, you could live without the flavor. Like if you make a, ch a chicken soup and you forget to put the salt, okay, it's gonna be a little tasteless, but you can still drink it. You don't need the salt to be able to drink the, the soup. But what the Rabbi Kosk is saying here is that religion is not an ingredient because you cannot live without it. Maybe you're breathing, you're walking, you're eating, you're, but you're not really living, you're existing. You're, you're, keep, you're taking space in the world, but you're not really living. To be able to live, really live, which means to be connected to your essence, this is a true source of life, is a person that is connected to Torah. So here, uh, Rabbi Tversky, he explains that the human body is essential, essentially an animal body. The goof that is given to us is, is an animalistic entity. It eats, it sleeps, it, 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 uh, it uh, works, it, it drinks coffee, it goes to, but everything he does really is, uh, is, a, is, a, is instinctive, it's, uh, it's animalistic. So what gives human being his distinction and uniqueness of being a human being and not being an animal, it is his spirit, it's his soul, it's his neshama. So we have a part of ourselves that is emotional, we have a part of ourselves that is intellectual, right? We have intellect and emotions. So these two parts of, our, of, of who we are really define the difference between us and an animal. It says, for example, that hesed, kindness, is a uniquely human quality. Um, no tiger, says Rabbi Tversky, has ever thought, I really should leave some leftovers for the, the other animal that's standing there and he's uh, hungry. He's not gonna think like this, there's no way, or the cow is gonna go and eat the grass and she's not gonna be thinking, is this grass organic? They have no, this is not something that comes from the, the intellect of an animal. So all their drives are animated really um, from uh, instinctive behavior and pleasure-driven qualities. Whatever gives them pleasure, this is what they're gonna do. Not caring if they're gonna kill another animal or they're gonna leave a, a, a little deer without his mother because the lion ate the mother and he's not gonna think, okay, I'm leaving three or orphans now. No, they don't, they don't operate this way. But a human being has something that it's a, it's a quality that defines the, the human being and that is that the human being has the capacity to feel for another one. It has the capacity to be considerate to another person. Not all human beings are considerate. Not all, other, all human beings are thinking about someone else. Sometimes they're selfish and they're only thinking about themselves. But the human, the human being has the capacity, has in, within himself the potential to be above the animalistic and instinctive um, 
way of life. And this is what the rabbi of Kotz meant. Torah is the manual, the guide that gives a person the distinction of being a true human being. Because Torah is what teaches us how to think, how to talk, how to speak in the right way, how to behave in the right way, what is the correct kindness in the world, when we have to use our boundaries, what's the right way to use our boundaries, when is the compassion needed in our times, when we need to be humble, when we need to be uh, resilient. Torah teaches us how to live a, a human life, a human above being an animal. So I wish you a good week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.